eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the NASCAR NBC podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. Today here at the NBC Sports Charlotte studios, where I am joined by the first woman to win a Canon poll and the first woman to win a Canon race. That is Haley Deegan. Thanks for joining us, Haley. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're speaking two days after your big moment occurred in Idaho. And actually, I talked to you last night on NASCAR America when you called in Carolyn Mano and I. And Carolyn and I were both just struck by mm-hmm. like this infectious enthusiasm you had <laughs> when you were on the phone. I yeah. think you were on a layover in Denver, but yet mm-hmm. you were still like really, really pumped up. Yeah, oh, I was still amped. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about how it's been since your win. I'm still cloud nine. Yeah, exactly. I'm like still all amped up. Like, I feel like I just got out of the car still. (laughs) I don't know. It's like winning that race is like the best feeling I've had in my entire life. It's, it is amazing. Winning it, winning fixes all problems. (laughs) Winning's a cure for everything. And I think that that race, it was definitely the highlight of my career. A historic win for you. Did you feel like it was a long time coming? Oh man, I haven't won a race in like a year and a half. And so I guess all this soccer stuff is new to me. Uh-huh. I'm still learning, so I'm not going to probably go out there and win my first race, but <laughs> right. uh, it takes work. It takes time. It takes experience, and experience is one thing I lack, and I feel like the past uh, couple months, I've been really just hitting it hard, being at the track every single day, whether it's go-karting, whether it's driving my off-road truck, anything I can really be in, I'm driving, and you see it's starting to pay off. And you've been racing since you were eight years old? Eight, is that yeah. Right? Okay, and... Did you know you always wanted to go the stock car route? I know you did some off-road racing mm-hmm. before. And how did you, I guess, gravitate toward NASCAR? Yeah, so I started out in off-road racing when I was eight years old. I begged my dad when I was seven. He made the transition from freestyle motocross to off-road racing. Right. There were these kids racing in these carts that were eight years to like 16 years old. And I was like, Dad, come on. You got to get me one. Dad, please. <laughs> and, uh, and I begged him, begged him for months. And... Uh, for my eighth birthday, he ended up getting me one. <laughs> okay. So that was the start of my career. It was ever since then, I fell in love with it. Uh, I started winning back when I was, I think I won my first race when I was like 12. Or, well, I won my first race yeah. when I was eight. Not my first race I ever did, I won. It was at like Paris, the Paris Dirt Circle track, and they made like a track on the inside. It was in the Lucas Oil Series. And back like, oh man, 2009, I ended up winning. I moved, once I moved up some classes, moved up another class, we ended up uh, winning a championship in the Junior 2 class in the Lucas Oil Series, won a championship in the Mod Kart class, only ever girl to win championships in that series. And now we move up to the Pro-Lite class, which is the class that my dad, when he transitioned from freestyle to off-road, the class he got started. 
your dad, Brian Deegan, obviously came from, as you said, freestyle motocross. Did you ever have any desires to go bikes or uh, was it always going to be full body business? <laughs> I I liked riding dirt bikes. I mean, like, I know how to ride a dirt bike. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I can ride a dirt bike, but I never took the whole, like, let's go and hit 75-foot ramp type route. <laughs> uh-huh. I was always just, like, I know how to ride a dirt bike. And once I kind of found that, like, the whole car thing, like, took the fear out of it a little bit. <laughs> okay. Just a little. I mean, like, it definitely still, like, it's it's not easy. It is, like, at moments it can be scary when you catch on fire and stuff, but, <laughs> uh, the dirt bike stuff, that stuff's scary. It's stuff take, take, it takes guts. And I think that's something when I found car racing, something that I could be good at, something that didn't necessarily come with a ton of broken bones and, uh, <laughs> learning from mistakes. <laughs> I was like, this, I can, I can do this. Cause your dad's profession came with many broken bones. Yeah. For him, like right? <laughs> just like both legs, both uh, femurs, like ankles, wrists. Like I think his, fingers are like permanently bent and like he like walks with one foot towed out <laughs> but you know it comes with it did he discourage you from going into his line of work for that at all or he never really like pushed me to do anything like i was always like the ones like dad 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 can i do this dad <laughs> yeah. i was that kid that was like dad please find me one dad please <laughs> did you attend any of his races i went to every single one you of did? his events okay. ever since i was little i went to every single x games like there's pictures of me back when I was like three years old wearing this giant fur pink jacket <laughs> at X Games in the LA Coliseum like wow. stuff back like way way back just like I've always gone to all his events like there'll be pictures of me like being like three years old on his dirt bike with him and staging for X Games and just tons of tons of things like I grew up around it it's all I know it's what I love to do and that was what got you into racing you, mm-hmm. you just were so immersed in it when you were a child yeah and thought like this is something I want to be a part yeah. of yeah mm-hmm. it's like being raised as like well your dad races cup well what do you think you're gonna do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we've seen that a few oh times yeah like I, I think it's pretty familiar do you have any memories of him being involved in serious accidents <laughs> <laughs> only like almost dying twice yeah. but like <laughs> I was, I was reading his bio, yeah. and that, that was kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, it's probably, like, this top of his Wikipedia page, like, has three <laughs> lives. <laughs> but he... Oh, my God. There was times... Uh, there was two times where he almost died. Uh, one at Winter X Games, where he tried a 360 on ice and ended up ditching his bike midair, landed, and ended up, like, breaking both of his legs, his, like, arm, everything. Like, he rode around with, like, two casts like after that and he like would ride a dirt bike with like two casts i'm like dude like watching this and i'd be like chasing him like running after him and just the videos we have from back then and the other time was he was filming there was a show back in the day called viva la bam Mm -hmm. and it was a pretty big show and they ended up going out in like country town area where they could like blow some stuff up and uh had to do some crazy stuff and my dad he ended up uh jumping this ramp and it was super windy out that's like the biggest thing riding dirt bikes when it's windy like that's when it gets sketchy and he ended up jumping this ramp doing a backflip not making it all the way and he ended up hitting his kidney blew up his kidney and like literally like his stomach started filling with blood and like oh my god he like at that moment like he told all the other guys, he's like, I am dying right now. Like, I'm going to die if you guys do not. And the close hospital was, like, an hour or so away. So it took forever to get an ambulance there. And they ended up, like, cutting open. Like, he has a scar from down here all the way down his stomach. And they split him open and, like, took out all his organs and, like, sewed him back together and put him all back in. <laughs> 
And despite all that, you thought racing... Oh, I'm like, like, I love it, racing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You mentioned that you got your first one when you were eight years old? That was my first race, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So I ended up just back, like, we were racing trophy carts back in the Luke Solo series. And it was like, oh, man, I look at now, my little brother races them. Um, my little brother, Hudson, he's eight right now. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it's just crazy looking back at it because he's so into motocross he loves motocross and now seeing him kind of take that truck route because my dad doesn't want to see him like get hurt and stuff and Hayden my middle brother who's 12 he's like the fastest kid in the nation right now on a dirt bike he's insane first kid to ever do a backflip at 10 years old and just the stuff he does he has this kind of like synced into him this sense of rhythm and like he can go and hit a 75 foot ramp just no problem throws like a whip off of it perfectly fine he's crazy talented as a little kid my dad would stick him out in his little high chair like in front of the ramp and just stick him there for hours he just sit there eating food hours and just watch my dad hit the ramps and i remember that being like the highlight of his childhood right there <laughs> so you're telling me this is hereditary yeah you, i think you, I, your family is proof that i think i intense. could eligibly say it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned um it's not any fun being on fire no have you had scary crashes I, like that it not even like crashes okay. i've catched on fire i don't even know like i think six times really i want to say like six times yeah just some straight motors blowing up type thing i've never i don't think I've I've, ever, I've never crashed and caught on fire. Just straight, like, motor blows up next to me, feet catch on fire type thing. But, oh, man, I think I caught on fire f- five times in one month. That was a lot of motors we went through. <laughs> it was an expensive <laughs> month. And was that off-road? Off-road, yeah. Okay. All right. Stock cars, knock on wood. <laughs> you're, you're okay. Stock cars, nothing's happened You're yet. okay on this side. Okay, yeah. good. How do you feel like things are progressing at this point, Haley? Because I know, obviously, you've had success this year in K&N, but I'm sure you're looking down the road. Do you have a career plan or path? Yeah, I think that right now. Uh, in the whole K&N series, it started out really good. Like we started, my initial goals, just looking at it was, okay, let's go out, let's run top 10 first race. And then we'll go top five after that. And then now we're looking at, it's like, we're going for wins. We're going for as good as we can. We want to be the best driver out there. And it's just crazy seeing the change just in a couple months. Like the season started in like April. And I'm like, that was like a couple months ago. And just the development that, especially Toyota's put me through their whole TRD development program. They've made me kind of develop into this person, like almost a totally different person from beginning to end of the season. And one that goes from let's go get top tens and top fives to let's go out and win this race. Do you feel like you're changing as a person outside the car as well? You seem very well-spoken. Are you, <laughs> Are you learning how to play the media game? I know you've been run ragged since your win here in Idaho. Uh-huh. Is, that, is <laughs> yeah. this coming easy to you? Uh, media has been kind of my... Sp- I don't know, specialty. I guess I'm big into like the whole media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, We have tons of different channels that we go through. And I think that the media thing, I grew up around it. I grew up around my dad in the media. I grew up always being in kind of like the background of it, just watching. And so I watched him growing up his whole life doing interviews, TV shows, everything. I was always there. So it's it's kind of like Hayden with dirt bikes. He watched my dad growing up day and day and day. And... I think that that's one thing that's kind of from watching my dad I've learned. And you've also pretty much your entire focus on your racing career. I understand. Did you graduate from high school? Yeah, when I was 16. Yeah. And that Mm -hmm. was back in May? Back in... Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So that, and that was back two, at Sonoma. Yeah. And two years early, it's Sonoma. Okay. So yeah. it's, you know it by uh, Sonoma. Uh, it's Sonoma right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has that helped you, and that you've been able to focus just solely on this and yeah. not have to worry about schooling? So at this much. Point? It's seriously like 
it was hard. It was definitely like something where I was like, I had to buckle down and was like up till three in the morning, almost every single night doing schoolwork. Cause I didn't take summer off. I didn't take no breaks off. Every plane flight, I was reading a book, doing something, doing some work, math, like anything that I could do in my spare time, I was doing my work to get it done. So I could have this time in my K&N season where I was like end of the season while I'm going hardcore. I want to be sure I can go 110% into this. So graduating when you're 16, I presume you leave some friends behind. Any lamenting or, or, or thinking back on, wow, you know, everybody else is kind of have a little bit of a more normal life than me or is it just kind of like what you signed up for that you I was homeschooled and no friends in school no all my friends are at the racetrack I mean like <laughs> we may not be friends one weekend we may be friends another but they're okay. all at the racetrack so this is where you're you're meant to be then yeah what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I know nothing else <laughs> <laughs> you said after your win that people don't understand how many days and hours I've put into this and that, yeah. that's why it meant so much how many days and hours would you say you've put in your racing career it's every single day. This last year, uh, ever since I really graduated, I've buckled down hardcore. It's an every single day thing. I go to the gym for the morning for two hours. I go to the track every single day. And if I'm not at the track, I'm doing stuff like this. <laughs> it's, my whole life revolves around racing. I train for racing. I practice for racing. Everything I do in the media is for racing so I can be better on the track. And Every opportunity that I get, I want to make sure it helps me with my racing career because that's what I want to do. I want to go out there. I don't want to be good in the media and not get on the track. I want to be good on the track so it makes me look good in the media. I don't want to have to worry about myself. Oh my gosh, like I just, I need to finish like this so the whole media thing doesn't go crazy that I didn't do good again or something like that. I want to go out there and be like, people are like, okay, she won. Like now the media comes. Let's worry about what's going on on the track. So a couple of hours a day in the gym, you said. Yeah. And how many hours are you practicing in a car like mm -hmm. every day during the Really? Okay. So like I... It's expensive to get in suckers every day, <laughs> yeah. let alone have a team that can go out there every single day and practice and have a track around you because those tracks are like, it just depends where you go. And coming out to North Carolina, I'll be moving here in a couple months, uh, hopefully, depending on how our season goes for next year. But we're looking at moving out here at least part time. And that will give me the opportunity to kind of be in a car more and even more than every single day. But <laughs> yeah. uh, back at my home. I go out and I go to the go-kart track and I'll do, I'll make circles at the go-kart track. I'll practice bump and runs with my driving coach. I'll go out there for like, I think before Idaho, I was there for like six or seven hours at the go-kart track, just practicing bump and runs oh, with wow. my driving coach. Yeah. And you see, that's when it came down to the end of the race. I felt comfortable enough to do that. I want to get to that bump and run this because <laughs> I know that was a little bit controversial. Uh, so, yeah. Just a little. So two hours in the gym, what, six or seven hours a day, go-karts or a test or whatever mm -hmm. you're doing. So you're putting 10 to 12 hours a day into you know, making this your career, your life, and that's virtually... Do you take breaks? Do you take Sunday off? I want to take breaks. Off? It's no, like, okay. I want, I like doing it. I like going to the gym and feeling myself get better, feeling better, going to the track and being like, I put everything into this. I didn't waste an hour of my life for something else because all of it's into this racing. And when I win, that's when it pays off. What do you feel like you learn the most? I mean, you talk about that. I know experience is a big part of it, but are there... Are you learning techniques? Are you learning, you know, how to drive certain tracks or how to apply throttle or brake? What are the things, I guess, that you learn just from repetition? Yeah, I think that one thing, a big thing that like, I had to change my mentality was all these other drivers at the beginning of the season were getting in my head telling me like, oh, you have to say tires, say tires, say tires. It's the biggest thing to say tires. Mm -hmm. And 
I kind of like saved too much, like wasn't my aggressive self that I was at off-road racing. And after, I'd say it was coming into that Oregon race when I was, I'd say about Sonoma-ish, uh, mid-season, I flipped the switch and I was like, we're going out here and we're being as aggressive as possible because I need to get the results. And as soon as I flipped that switch, that's when the results started coming. Your dad says that you have a calm, mellow personality, but <laughs> on the track you are, are super aggressive, which I, I presume is what you're just yeah. talking about there. How do you explain those differences? When you put the helmet on, you're a different person than when I'm sitting here talking to you right now. Sure. Yeah, it's funny because like I am and I am not. It's it, When I get talking about racing, I get like aggressive <laughs> and very like, <laughs> yeah, and that's how I am. Racing, it's it's all I know. But when like I'm not talking about racing, I'm always just like super laid back, like whatever, okay. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> and then like, okay, when are we going to the next race? Like, oh, there's a race this weekend. Dad, can we go to the race track? Or like, oh, dad, look, he's got a car open. Like, let's go race here. <laughs> and just that type thing. And racing, it's what I grew up doing. I've been doing it ever since I was eight. And it's all I know. It's what I trained to do. So it's just ingrained. Put on the fire suit and put on the helmet and get in the car. You it's flip a the mentally flip the switch to yeah. racer mode. That's cool. You've gotten a lot of support, I know, from some big name drivers. Kyle Busch has tweeted his support a few times. Is there any chance you may drive for Kyle Busch in the future? I know he's. I mean, I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah? I mean, if this career keeps going like we want it to, if my career, mm -hmm. if we keep getting the results that we are in the K N series, hopefully we'll be able to get to that eventually i don't know when but <laughs> hopefully who else have you heard from i know that kevin harvick spoke very highly of you after you ran the mm -hmm. current county race a few months ago as well anybody else yeah there's been quite a few drivers i've just like texted my dad and stuff and just saying stuff uh steve phelps he ended up tweeting something about me too which is really cool because it's funny because i knew steve uh kind of before he came president of nascar type thing and oh, really? so it's cool because one my manager slash like it's my dad's manager that we kind of use he was friends with Steve like back in the day. So like I know Steve pretty well and it's it's just funny to see. You've said that you don't want to see yourself as different. What about Haley, those who might see you as the female driver versus the normal driver? I understand that, you know, nobody wants to be perceived as anything but just, hey, I'm a race car driver, yeah. don't worry about my gender. But I would presume that some of the attention and some of the sponsorship is tied into that and there may mm -hmm. be people who want to look at it from that perspective. Is it good with you if people look at you from that perspective as long as overall they're still looking at you as the race car driver first? Yeah, I know I'm a girl. Yeah, I know it's not normal. Mm -hmm. And it's not not the typical uh, person at the racetrack. I go there. I'm the only girl there, let alone, like, the youngest one. <laughs> when, but once you get on the track, it's we're all drivers. Right. No matter what, my car is white, red, and blue. <laughs> it ain't no hot pink car with bedazzles on it. It's uh, I'm out there to be a racer. I'm out there. My car looks like everyone else's. And in the end, is going to try to do what everyone else is doing let's talk about your win uh, <laughs> so, so tell me about this bump and run that you, uh, you practice so much and oh why man. did you know it was going to come down to that gosh like the night before i was laying in bed like getting like stressed out just thinking about it like my heart started racing i was like talking to my mom and dad and i was like what if it comes down to the last lap and i'm in second like and i have to do something like what am i gonna do what if it's this person what if it's that person and like it just so happened to come down to the last lap like i had to make the move on my teammate <laughs> and it but in the end, we were both going for our first wins, and you got to do what you got to do to win. And your teammate is Cole Rouse? Yes. <laughs> how would you characterize your relationship? Because I know he wasn't too angry about it, but you also tweeted uh -huh. that, hey, we're we're friends yeah. and teammates, and we got past uh -huh. it. Yeah. I mean, I think so now. You think so? <laughs> I <Okay>. don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, Cole, he's a cool guy. He's nice, and we've uh, been friends from 
since being teammates uh, mm-hmm. this year. And he's done great this year. I'm trying to get better and better each race too. And he's looking out for his first win. I'm looking for for my first or uh, was looking for my first win. And I think that if it came down to the last lap like that, if it's places were swapped, he probably would have done the same thing. And mm-hmm. it's for the win. You'll do anything for a win. <laughs> it's just right. how it is. You, if anyone saw the Roval race this weekend, you know anyone will do anything for a win. And I think that I... He was heated after, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I heard his interview. He was definitely heated, but... I think that after the race, he ended up walking past me, and I went to him, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry, but, like, that was for the win. Like, I am sorry. <laughs> I had him. to. I'm like, I can't blame you. We've done the same thing. And he's like, yeah, I know. I understand. He's like, I, I was mad, but got past it. So Is that the first time you've had to take somebody else out? Uh, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> take him out, out now. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we put him behind us. <laughs> first time you've had to do that? First time you've bumped somebody out? Uh-huh. I've never taken somebody. I don't think I've taken somebody out this year. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. Someone will probably correct me if I'm wrong. But <laughs> uh, I think that was kind of the first time I've actually had to put like a heavy move on someone for a critical position. And it felt good. Yeah. <laughs> In the end, for Cole. Yeah. In the end, I don't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. So you tweeted uh, Haley to Cole. Uh, I'm sure you'll get back at me at some point. Yeah. And he has a response. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've got to ask you about oh that. But fr- fr- first, I just want to ask, do you, you really think he's going to come back at you? I mean, oh you man. guys are teammates. You're buds, right? We're teammates, but there ain't no friends on the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends until three laps to go. That's how it works. You see, in the Cup Series, everyone will take their teammate out, teammate out for a win. And mm-hmm. you might help them buff draft in there in the mid-race, but when it comes down to the end, it's every man for himself or girl. <laughs> So let's touch briefly on his <laughs> response, which was that he invited you to be his date <laughs> to the, I, the NASCAR awards yeah. ceremony, I guess, for uh, K&N series. Oh. Is, is that something you're taking him up on? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> he's my teammate. He's, we're friends. He, I, I don't know. I'm hoping maybe he's just joking around. <laughs> Tell me about the rest of the season. What's ahead for you here going forward? We've had a couple bad races. Before Vegas, we were in, like, this funk of, like, dude, we keep getting taken out. Like, <laughs> God, this, like, sucks. And I think that after that Vegas race, we definitely got out of that. But uh, that hurt us in the championship pretty bad. Uh-huh. So coming from the beginning of the season, this was my development year. And Toyota made that pretty clear. We're here to develop. And I think that – from the beginning of the season, we weren't goaling on being top three or looking for a championship. We were looking for top tens, top fives, just keep working, getting better. And I think that, say say if we ran K&N next year, then we'd be going for a championship. But this year, this is my development year. Can you win Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Is that oh, we're point? leading Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. The NASCAR NBC podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Please leave a rating or review if you like what you're hearing. And as always, you can send me feedback on Twitter at Nate Ryan is my handle. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR NBC podcast. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. 
Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.